What's up, guys? This is the Iron Sharpens Iron podcast. I'm your host, Chris Whedon. I am with Lindsay of Sweet Vans Maui. How are you doing, Lindsay? I am doing good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. How is the weather in Maui right now? So warm in comparison to the rest of the world. So, I mean, it's chillier winter, of course, but in comparison to everyone else and their snow and freezing temperatures, the sun is shining, that's for sure. That's awesome. Yes, it is like 30 degrees here, and, which is not fun. Yeah, back home in Kansas, everyone's like, oh, it's like 12 degrees right now. It's like, oh, thank God wow. I am in Maui. So, Yes. Did it um, Did it snow in Kansas? Do you know if they got any snow? I know they've gotten like a couple rounds of it, but nothing, nothing crazy winter ice storms, you know, that you hear the typical okay. traumatic stories. But yeah, the occasional snow, that kind of thing. So, Okay, right on, right on. Yes, it snowed here a couple of days ago. And I was heading, well, I thought I was heading to the gym and I was defrosting my car, sat in there for like 10 minutes and couldn't scrape it because it was like just block of ice on the windshield. And I was like, you know what? It looks like it's going to be a home workout today. Yep, Those are the days that I do not miss at all. There's nothing like being a young kid. And when I say kid, I used to take a CD because you'd always forget the snow scraper. So I'd always be out there with like the oldest, crappiest CD I had out there trying to scrape my windows off after school and just hate that. So happy I'm not doing that anymore. Yes, I do not miss that. That's why I moved from from Boston back down south because I couldn't do it anymore. So... But awesome. So I had the opportunity to stay in your van and experience, you know, Hawaii and Maui from a different, a few different perspectives. But one of those perspectives was having the opportunity to travel around Maui in my, in my vehicle and my hotel, which was awesome. Right. So, (laughs) yes. And, and I was showing people pictures. I showed my family and Everybody was really concerned at first. And I was like, honestly, guys, it was the best experience. And if you have the opportunity to go to Maui, I highly recommend doing it how I did it. Because obviously I got to stay in your van and, and travel and park next to the beach and sleep there or or rent a campsite and park there and sleep there for the night. But then I did the resort as well. And so I got I got a a couple different lifestyles, which was nice, but tell me like, how did this all come about? Obviously the vans are really popular now. So what said like, yeah, I think I want to do that and make a business out of it. Yeah. The business kind of snowballed into itself. So it's not like I started out one day and was like, I have a dream to run a van company. That's not at all how it started. (laughs) Um, I bought an old Volkswagen, really cheap 1990 V-Dub, um, built it out of some old pallet wood. So it was very okay. cheap project. And that's just what I would load my surfboards up in and go to the beach and cruise and hang out. And I was just getting so much attention from the travelers coming up and asking if if I rented it and if they could rent it. And they'd, ask, they'd offer me money on the spot to take my keys so they could go use it. Or I'd have people want to do photo shoots and I kind of started getting the idea that it could really be something then. I was just so terrified to hand my keys over for my 1990 Volkswagen. So that's (laughs) what kind of turned into a little bit nicer models. I wanted to make sure people who were able to come here didn't have to 
focus on do they drive stick shift cars and be dubbed things like that so I went with a newer model something you could just hop in throw it and drive and take off and like you said it's it's nice because it allows you to not be set on a set schedule so you can have everything with you you've got your swimsuit with you you've got your nice clothes with you so it's if the sun is out then you're beaching it that day you're not set on that track schedule where you're at a hotel where you go do your activity then you go back to your hotel and shower and then go do your other activity and go back to your hotel so it really kind of gives you the freedom so i'm glad you experienced that as well yes and and you said it there freedom that's i feel like that's what we're all you know striving for and so you're you're not originally from hawaii right like not at all you said yeah. you're from kansas so How did we get to Hawaii? I hopped around quite a bit um, around the States. I just kept making my way warmer and warmer. So started Kansas (laughs) and went down to Texas, bopped up in Vegas for a little bit. Um, But really, I met a friend out there in Vegas who was born and raised here on Maui. And it was truly the connection I had with her that is what brought me out here. So I hate to say I'm like everyone else came out on vacation, took a breath of fresh air and was just like, this is it. So I didn't think I would be here permanently as long as I am. I, I was expecting a long vacation, but it's been working out. So I'm I'm gonna stay until it doesn't work out anymore, basically. So Yes, that's awesome. I, I think my experience as soon as I landed, I was like, How have I never been here before? Exactly. Like, like Maui, I feel like is for people that have never left um, stateside and come to Hawaii, it's a completely different world. And it reminded me a lot of Thailand. It reminded me of my travels overseas, just the beauty, the culture, the people. Um, And I think one thing in particular, I think you and I spoke about it or me and my, my buddy that lives there spoke about this as well. But people have this idea like I want to move to Hawaii. I want to move to Maui and they don't take into account the costs. Right. And so what hurdles do you think? you had to overcome or most people have to overcome if they want to make that jump and and say, you know what, I think I'm going to move to Maui. I think I'm going to move to Hawaii. I think cost of living is the biggest adjustment, especially me coming from the Midwest. You know, things are obviously cheap in Kansas in comparison to Hawaii. But I think if you can wrap your mind around that you already pay your bills where you're at and you work a job to pay those bills, you're going to move here and do the same thing. You're going to find the job that will pay those bills if you really want to stay here. Um, For me to be able to find a permanent ground here, I wanted to make sure I transitioned in the right way. So I moved here with an opportunity to live for free at first, which is how I think I was able to survive. Honestly, I think if I came here with the idea of I'm going to get an apartment and live with seven people and I'm going to pay $2,000 a month for this room, I probably wouldn't have made it long. But I think because I had that easy transition where I found a place that was free living where I worked basically a job to find that living at a bed and breakfast kind of scenario, that helped me personally, um, just because I wasn't one of those that has a big, huge nest egg that I just jumped over here with and could just blow through and spend. I didn't have that freedom. So I definitely would recommend anybody who is in that boat, you know, I've saved up a bunch of money. I'm going to go move to Hawaii. Just be prepared because I've seen about a handful of people do that, leave those big six figure jobs to come out here and they plow through that money. So my father was one. He Moved out here, made it about three years, plowed through his whole life savings, and now he's back in Kansas. So just be prepared, and and you have to adjust your spending. So 
when you're in the mainland, you go out, you do a lot of those activities, but here, a lot of those things are free, you know, nature, going surfing, hiking, that kind of stuff. So you're just going to have to alter your, your life a little bit to make it work because it's expensive. That's for sure. Yes, for sure. So did you get any pushback when you, when you told your family like, Hey, I'm, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Definitely middle of the ocean, you know, Kansas, we're all landlocked so that they think Hawaii's just going to sink at any moment. Right. So I had a little bit of, you know, the nervousness from mom, that kind of thing that far away. But if anything, I think now that I've been out here about seven years, they just love coming out and vacationing here as well. So just being able to come see me and be in Hawaii while visiting that kind of thing is a perks now. Um, but the the distance is hard. It takes me a long time to get home. So it's, it's, it's quite the distance. Gotcha. I love it. It's yeah. worth it. It honestly, it is. It it really is. As soon as, as soon as, uh, you know, I was there, I I hated leaving. You know, I was trying to figure exactly. out. I was trying to figure out how how quick I can get back to Maui. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what happened to me. I was on vacation. I saw a matzen container, like a a shipping container, in the back of someone's property, and was like, "Can I live in that and like figure my life out?" And they're like, "Yeah." I was like, "I'll do anything you want." So I worked on their farm helped with their pigs, chickens, and I lived in a shipping container for about eight weeks. So like, you're going to have to make the sacrifices to make it work. And that was me coming from, you know, Las Vegas. I lived in a gorgeous home, had a great job. So you just have to be prepared to transition your life to be able to make it work for sure. Right. So we've touched on this, but as far as like people making good money, so let's just say for those out there that are making six figures and they they're kind of in a safe space, but you know, they have these unknowns like, well, what's next? You know, I, I know I can make money. It, that's not hard. I've been making money for some time, but what else can I do with my life? Like, is that where you got to where you were just like, man, there has to be more to life than just clocking in and clocking out. Exactly. Yeah, I definitely got to that point where I was in a position where I could stay in that position for the next 50 years and just stay stagnant. And I loved where I was at. So I had to make that decision. Do you want to stay in a really great position and be stagnant? Or do you want to be terrified and push yourself and take the next leap to maybe grow something that could be even greater than what you could imagine? So I will say I had that moment with the vans when I finally, you know, clicked, hit enter and put all my money into my first van and every penny I'd ever earned in my life went into that. I took that step, but it was it was a big risk factor for sure, making that jump from comfort, stability, safety nets, having it easy to, am I going to pay my next bills trying to do this? You know, it, it's mm-hmm. it's scary for sure. But I will say if you're betting on yourself, that's the best investment you could possibly make. You know, it's one thing if you're like, oh, are you giving your neighbor Joe $10,000 for this business that you, you know, is his great idea. If you're investing in yourself, you're going to make it. You're going to push through because it's your money. It's your life. It's yours. It's, it's all you. So you're going to force yourself into do the uncomfortable things to make it work versus say, I'm going to invest in this company and you know nothing about it or who's working it or, so I, I would push everybody to invest in themselves. That's the biggest thing that I tell people all the time is if you've got a, even a little bit of a savings account, put it towards something, like invest it in something that you're doing and it will grow. It, I, I assure you it'll grow if, if you're behind it 110% for sure. 
Mm, that's great. Great advice. And I, I back that 100%. It's, it's funny. A lot of people are, are so quick to, to back other things, back other people's projects. And when they have so many ideas within them that, you know, and it, and I guess it just comes down to fear, right? It's, 100%. it's it seems like it's much safer to back someone else's idea um, because if it fails, well, that was somebody else's idea. It's, it wasn't it. <laughs> it's the same with owning a business where it's like when it comes down to that really hard decision, I wish I had somebody I could call that could just tell me what am I supposed to be doing right here? And you don't necessarily get that, but it is a fear factor for sure. When you go to start something like this is because if when you fail, you're going to fail on you. But that's, I think the great thing about the U S is we push the fact of try and fail rather than don't try at all. You know, Mm -hmm. in other places they tend to have this, uh, the fear factor of I would rather just stay stagnant. And at the end of my life, know that I didn't fail and I'm stagnant. Whereas I feel like in, in our country anyway, and I think it's growing. I don't even think it's a country thing. I think it's a millennial, like our age, you know, our crew is not here to work the nine to five. We want to push the limits and, and grow in ourselves and invest in ourselves and just, I'm all for it. 100%. Yes. That's awesome. And so obviously this is through Airbnb is it all of the vans are through Airbnb, correct? Uh, actually, no, I've kind of, I'm trying to drift away from those online platforms because oh. again, that's another company, you know, that's getting their cut of something that I own. So I'm trying to do it hundred percent based on us. So I'm trying to drift away from those platforms like outdoorsy Airbnb and okay. trying to do it 100% on our own. So I'm trying to shift off of them. But of course, when you got such large platforms like that, it, it makes it easy to use those for sure. Yeah. Um, but Airbnb and Outdoorsy are my two main ones for sure. But I am trying to venture off just a little bit separately and build it by itself for sure. Okay. And it's it just the the overhead costs or fees that those companies charge or what what is the the reasoning behind that? Every platform is going to take a version of a cut. So whether that's in a service fee through Square, just processing your payment, or whether that's outdoorsy taking 30 to 40%, a lot of guests are shocked because I don't necessarily get to see what they're paying on their end when we're through these online platforms. Um, and when I do find out, say, well, they'll screenshot and show me what they're paying and I'll screenshot and show them what I'm getting. And it's just astronomically different. So there's hundreds of dollars per reservation going towards these companies because they've done their advertising for me in a sense. And more mainly because people are using those platforms. So it it is great marketing. I do appreciate that it's getting my name out there 100%. But at the end of the day, when you break in and you start taking into account, you know, gas is getting this much money, Airbnb is getting this much money, the state of Hawaii is getting this much money. It's just slowly cuts into it. And I'd say to this point, I get maybe 60 to 70% of the revenue that we see and about 30 to 40% goes to someone else. So I'm working on controlling that aspect too. So that's another reason I kind of want to bump off those platforms because the more direct bookings, and that's with everyone, the more you can use those platforms to find these small businesses and then go separately, try to find them, research them, see if you can get direct with them because you're helping out those small businesses tremendously by going direct and avoiding that middleman, so to speak. So, wow, that's a major key. I honestly didn't even think about uh, think about that. I mean, so even with DoorDash, right? Every, or Uber, any of, any everyone, of these they're all middlemaning yeah. off of you. So, 
and in Uber and DoorDash and all that, it's not like you can find your driver, but there's that point where I, right. when I hop in an Uber and I click with someone, I give them my card. And I'm like, Hey, can I hit you up and just skip Uber and I'll offer you cash on the spot? Like I mm. prefer to help out that person. You know, that's someone who lives here locally. And I ask them like, Hey, when I throw you my tip on this Uber, do you see it? And he's like, nah, I don't see anything. I don't know. It goes on his paycheck. Wow. He doesn't see it for weeks. So it's just, if I can avoid all those middleman platforms and they're all over, that's what our generation is doing these days. The more I can avoid right. those, the more money we each get individually. So I'm all for that. Booking direct, small business across all borders. So even if you're on any platform possible and they happen to show even the smallest little bit of like a company name, anything, just try to search them separately. might be harder to mm. find them because you got to skim through all those Google pages and stuff. But you you can save hundreds of dollars. I know there's people that bump off direct platforms and they're like, wow, this saved me $400 on our booking just from avoiding a service fee. So for sure, always try to find them. That's awesome. You're dropping some gems. I love it. Good <laughs> <Hidden> knowledge. <laughs> so besides like day-to-day with work and stuff, like what, you know, extracurricular type things are you are you doing over there? I mean, I'd love to say that I'm surfing all the time and hitting the beach all the time. That's what I'd love to say. But I'm just going to go back to that whole Maui is expensive thing. I'm constantly working little side jobs. So a lot of people think, oh, you run this business and that's all you do. And it's, no, I was doing flooring in somebody's house yesterday. I'm, I'm constantly finding little side gigs just because I have a goal in mindset here on Maui. So it's not just to survive. I'd like to thrive. So I'm always trying to, plus all the money that I usually make on the side, I put right back into the company. So again, the more money I can make to invest back into myself, I'm always trying to do so. I'd love to say that I'm out hanging out at the beach all the time, but I can definitely say I'm lucky if I maybe get into the water like once a month. So I am trying to balance that more and and pay attention and, and take the time that I, I should be taking to enjoy the place that I'm living in, which is so beautiful. So, yes, for sure. I, I mean, it's, I get it though, you know, as a, as a small business owner, it's a grind. And so uh, a lot of those times where, where people are like, Oh, you're working for yourself. It's like, well, yeah, but that doesn't mean I, I could just go kick my feet up. I'm going to get massages right. all day. Like I got you know, like the guy I was working for yesterday. He's actually a mechanic. So I'm doing a trade with him. I'm flooring his house. He's going to do the brake pads on my van this weekend. So it's a give and take. He's saving me four or $500 on brake pad labor. I'm saving him a few hundred bucks on some flooring labor. So it, it's a give and take for sure. Running the business. Yes. I mean, that's how the, people used to operate in the in the old days right a little like barter that. here and there i like that he <laughs> tried to give me money and pay me extra and i'm like no you give take that back i'm gonna use it for a rainy day when something hits the fan on a saturday and nobody's open you're the person i'm gonna call now like you owe me a favor i owe you a favor i like to do i like to work yeah. that way tremendously yes I, I love that and and honestly you, you build connections right you you get to know people on a individual level outside of the business and so really get to, you have that opportunity to build trust. And I think that is something that uh, we take for granted today. For sure, for sure. And especially out here in Maui, things do work slower. Things are different. So that's another adjustment thing. When I first got here, someone would say something will be done on a Monday and I'd be calling them up like, it's Tuesday. Why, Why isn't it done? And little did I know in Maui, that Monday could mean four Mondays from now, you know, so you have to kind of adjust to the time frames and adjust to the slow pace and stuff. So it's nice to have make a lot of connections when you're in a business, because when things are running so slow, 
if one guy is moving too slow, you can bump to the next guy. Doesn't I'm not trying to rabbit race it out here, but it's nice to have a lot of players on your team for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm I'm all for networking and and I, and what's funny is when when I went to uh, Maui, obviously it was my birthday and I, you decked out the van with all these like birthday little things and and it was awesome. Thank you again for that. Um, it definitely made the experience just um, even more amazing. Thank you. But yes, yeah, so it's it's fair to say you went above and beyond, right? Um, the most what most people would do, especially for Airbnb or whatever. And so um, I just having a simple conversation with you, I was like, wow. Lindsay's actually really cool. I think I need to connect with her some more. Um, and, and to your point, somebody that I, I want to stay in touch with and stay in contact with. And obviously, I, right. have, I haven't talked to you in what, six months? Easy six months. A long um, time. And then I was like, hey, what are you up to? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was super happy you reached out because I remember a long time ago, you talking about the podcast and I hadn't heard back. So I was like, man, I must not have gotten picked. And <laughs> when you reached out, I told my girlfriend, I was like, yeah, I got picked for the podcast. I'm on. So I was, I was very excited to hear from you. So, but yeah, I definitely think for me, my business, I focus a lot on hospitality. I think that's more important. I would rather give, give it all in making sure each person feels like they're an individual rather than just another number in the company. And I think that's what sets me aside from other companies that are doing the exact same thing I'm doing out here. Um, I'm not trying to do a fleet status and just make a ton of money and just maximize everything. For me, I'd rather have space. I'd rather have a little bit calm schedule. I'd rather have the time to talk with guests. It's it's kind of funny because I only get about 20 minutes at check-in and about 10 minutes at checkout. So I'm only spending about 30 minutes with people. So I take that time very seriously to try to put my points across and get to know people and, and show, you know, what I'm trying to show for the business. So yes. I'm glad you, you've received that birthday wishes and all. So. Birthday wishes. And, and we went to the wrong airport on the way out and you came back and picked us up. Oh yeah, that's right. You guys had to look back to the other one, but we got you where we needed to go. So yeah, that's all that counted. I was like, you know? wow, this is awesome. Uh, I get it all the time. I was at, I had someone call me the other day and they're like, I think we left a laptop. And I'm like, where are you located? And they're like, we're clear at the aquarium. I was like, I'll be there in about an hour. And so it's just that kind of, I'm typical, that kind of stuff. And I'd rather make my schedule where I have time for that stuff. And it doesn't stress me out. I would hate to be one of those people like, you got to come to me. You got, I've been on vacations. I, we all hope to have an easy, smooth thing. And we all know like a taxi might not show up. And that's like, the end of the world that day and yeah. it could cause an yeah. argument and it's just high stress. So traveling in unfamiliar territory is a stressor in itself. So the most I, if I can take that away from people, that's the goal. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, as we wrap up, I just want to hear from you on what does Lindsay want to be remembered for? Like what type of value add do you want to make sure that people take away from, you know, their experience with you? Oh man. Um, honestly, for me right now, the biggest impact that I'm trying to have here on the island is for those that are hearing this that might want to come out to Maui and take a trip is think about the environment that you're in. So right now I'm, I'm trying to do a, a program called the Green Wave Refund. Um, I partnered with the Pacific Well Foundation and we have beach cleanup kits in the van. So a lot of times people come in and come out, but kind of think about the footprint that all these thousands of people are having on this small, small space here. So 
I'll say I'm going to focus on Maui and all the people that are coming here. Kind of think about the impact you're having here for this small place and pick up that small piece of trash that you walk by and maybe drink one less plastic water bottle here and just little things like that. My biggest thing that I'm trying to transition to with the vans is more of an environmental twist. So even if the people who are staying in the vans, if I can get them to clean up a beach for an hour, do some sort of volunteer program while they're here, you'd be surprised at how good that feels doing a volunteer program while you're on vacation. So honestly, I'm not going to sit here and say, I hope everyone rents for me and I want to make a ton of money. Like really, if you come to Maui, try to clean up some trash off the beach. That's (laughs) That's the most important thing for me right now. I'm trying to, trying to save the world in the smallest, littlest ways. So that would be a big one for me. That's awesome. I love it. We we all, we all have to do our part. So for sure. uh, Next time I'm out there, Sign me up. <laughs> it, it's ready to go. The kids are in the van these days. I'm trying to make it easy. I got recycled feed bags. You can come and clean at your leisure. So, <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. I truly appreciate you waking up early. I know it's like 9 a.m. there right now. Uh, so we, and we started, we were trying to get going at like eight with some technical difficulties, but yeah, no thank you for, for being patient and, and um, just, a, a true gem, somebody I, I definitely look forward to continuing um, communicating with and building a relationship with. So um, just thank you again for coming on the pod today. Absolutely. And I hope you make it back to Maui soon. Get back to this warm weather. I hope you maybe another birthday trip. Let's do it again every Let's year. Do it again. <laughs> every year. <laughs> every year. New goals. <laughs> yes. Yes. So thank y'all for tuning in. If there was anything that y'all could take from this episode, our only ask is that you please share it. Um, where can people find you real quick, Lindsay? Uh, sweet Vans, Maui.com. Uh, kind of a little bit of a pun, but S-U-I-T-E, like a hotel suite. So SweetVansMaui.com. You can find me on Airbnb under Sweet Vans Maui, Outdoorsy.com as well. Um, but like I said, Booking Direct is the best. So SweetVansMaui.com. There we go. There we go. If there was something that we can um, do better, definitely let us know because we are constantly working to be the, our best version of ourselves. And so thank you all for tuning in. As always, much love. And until next time, peace. Thank you.